My name is Scott Ulrich. My name is Lindsay Chave. My name is Michael Riley. My name is Kayla England. And I'm Aaron Salvato. Welcome to the Good Lion Podcast, a show where we get a small group of students together with a teacher to learn and discuss theology and the Christian life, and then we share those conversations with all of you. Today, we're diving into part five of our current class, Fighting Sexual Objectification Together. Today's episode is titled, Ways Men and Women Can Help One Another Fight. In today's episode, I ask the girls in the class, what would you want to tell your brothers in Christ that they could do to help you fight the battle against objectification? And I ask the men the same thing about the women. It's a great discussion with a lot of fantastic input from the students, and we hope it gives you a lot to think about. We hope you enjoy the discussion. Thanks so much for listening. Here's the pod class. So I just want to ask, I want you guys to go and just explain from a guy's perspective and a girl's perspective, what could members of the opposite sex do better to help you fight the battle against lust and objectification? Um, that's a tough question. When I taught this at Bible college, um, I let everyone like anonymously text in their questions to uh, an app that I had, but uh, let's just have a hard conversation. Um, anybody want to go first? <laughs> Let's have a girl go first. Um, what, what, what are ways that guys could help you in that struggle of lust and objectification? Like, what are ways that guys could do better to not be temptations? I, the first thing came to my, came to my head was like, speak up. Hmm. But then I read the question again and that wasn't, the, that wasn't the question. But it could be the same thing in like, that when we do speak up, that the guys need to listen hmm. and not just listen for the 10 minutes that you're talking to them. Um, <laughs> hmm. Because it's like, girls are said to be more emotional, but not every girl is emotional. So it's like when somebody, like when I open up to people, it takes a lot to open up to people. Hmm. And so it's when I, when I do, I've like picked the person I'm like, something that sounds weird, but like no, yeah. the person that I trust enough to like tell this. To. Absolutely. And so, just like listening and like listening and then like asking questions that will help like me get better and mm. stick to what I've like what I've just told you to what I've just confessed that in that sense, like to help. Yeah. Help me get better and help me get on the track to where I need to go and not keep me and keep and to keep me accountable. It's like the same thing with like what Kayla was saying a while ago that like if a brother struggles with lust, I'm going to wear a bigger shirt. Mm. Um, like if I struggle with lust, I'm going to, the guy's not going to know unless I speak up. And right. so if I say, Hey, I struggle with this, I need you to do this. Right. Or could you do this instead of just telling them would be important. Yeah. Here's the sad reality. So even sometimes like in Christian circles, if a guy finds out that a girl struggles with lust, because a lot of guys, a lot of guys just think, you know, oh, it's just guys. But I mean, the reality is men and women are all sexual beings. A lot of women struggle with that temptation as well. When a guy finds out, instead of thinking, oh, I need to do whatever I can to protect her, his mind goes to, oh, well, she's easy. Like she, she's tempted like, oh man, I need to get on that because I, I have an opportunity there. There's a window. And so I think what you're getting at is so huge. The reality that like, men do need to protect their sisters to like actually look after them and not see a weakness as an opening, but to see a weakness as that's my sister and she's being oppressed by the enemy, just as I'm oppressed by the enemy. Like I need to do whatever I can to protect 
her purity and her heart and her intentions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, any, anybody else? It's a tough one. Kayla, what do you think? Call <laughs> <laughs> me out. I know. <laughs> I'm thinking. Um, do you need more time to think? No, I have something on my mind. I just didn't know how to say it. <laughs> um, I would say just because like humans are human beings, um, both. Oh, sorry. Both brothers and sisters need to do a good job at, um, like, okay, for example, in high school, I had a guy friend who was my friend since, like, eighth grade all the way up through high school, so never did I see him as anything more than a friend, and we could, like, we could sit in, we could sit in the living room and watch movies for hours and hours and there was no temptation or anything like that. Hmm. Um, and we could ride in a car for hours and there was no temptation or we could like, sometimes he would even go on family vacation with me just because that's how it was. Hmm. It wasn't weird. But, um, this is for the boys and the girls to just take note and take notice of like, even if you don't think there's anything there with somebody and even if there's not, like the temptation could still pop mm -hmm. up if you were by yourself with them. Mm. Like even if there's never been anything, if you are like a boy and a girl in a room by yourself, like something could happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so just boys be adamant about watching where you are with these girls and then girls do the same thing with the guys. It's huge. It's really good. So not necessarily like the physical, what can boys wear differently or <laughs> say differently, but even just being conscious about like being mindful of that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's the, that's the sad reality. Like, again, for a lot of men, they see being alone with a girl as just like open door opportunity. Like they're, they're working to make those situations happen. And I think, I mean, I've spent a lot of time with high school boys and I've seen them do things that are so silly sometimes, like, you know, on group retreats, you know, sitting with a girl off in the corner and just like, running their hands through their hair or something. And it's like, they're not even dating. Like, you know, the girl's got a boyfriend back home or something, but it's like, they it's not wisdom on their part. It's just doing whatever feels good in the moment and not caring about how it actually affects somebody or how it could stir up temptations in somebody. A lot of guys just don't think that girls really have those temptations. And so recognizing that it is very easy for those temptations to happen and not putting your sister in a situation that causes those temptations it's huge. Yeah. And girl, like girls do the same thing. Yeah. And they think the same thing. They're just probably not as confident to make the first move, I guess. Right. Because society's like yeah. ingrained it into their heads yeah. that men make the first move. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Okay, guys, what do you think? <laughs> You've been silent that's, too long. It's a tough question. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's tough because it's like, because we've been hitting on the nail. It's like dress more modestly. Yeah. Like, that was, that was the first one, like the, the Bible college, like yeah. they texted in questions to this app and they could like all upvote. And one of the ones was wear some dang clothes. And that had like, <laughs> like 50 upvotes I'm, from the guys. Like, oh, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate saying that one because I feel like it's just like textbook, Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's not like wear some dang clothes. You know, I'm not asking head to toe in like a tunic or whatever. Mm -hmm. but or whatever <laughs> or whatever but like what i'm saying is like just be mindful that we live in a society now that that is one tap away and that is one click away and that is 
I could go on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Yeah. And it's right there. And then if I go to an area in my life, whether it's church or community group or, or something like that, and that's just another trigger or another fuel added to the, the fire that personally I, I struggle with. And I'm not, I'm not the only man yeah. that, that feels that way. Um, I think, I think most men would agree they feel that way. And it's something that, Again, if a woman dresses immodestly and a guy objectifies her, it's not like the fault of the woman of whatever the guy did. He still has to take responsibility. But and I think I think I'm not nervous to say this in the company of the girls that we have sitting right here, because you've made it very clear that you guys have this heart um, to look out for your brothers and say, I don't want to do anything that stumbles them. That's huge that you guys are there. Like, I didn't know going into this conversation, like what it was going to be and where you guys were at on things. So, I, you know, it was just like, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. It's refreshing to hear your guys' perspective on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had to personally unfollow some people that I've known or people I'm friends with on Instagram because of the way that they dress and, and, and post. And it's sometimes overtly in a sexual way where it's just like you would never look at that post and not think they were trying to sexualize themselves. And as a guy who's married, uh, I've had to unfollow people and it sucks, you know, cause I know a lot of people have those apps where they can see, you know, who's unfollowing who and people are probably like, why are they unfollowing me? But for me, um, as a husband, and I would say the same thing to single guys, like we don't want to put ourselves in a place where, where the door is easily open for us to objectify girls just because somebody is there dressing in that way does not give us the license and the permission to say, Oh, like, Oh, look, they're objectifying themselves. Therefore now I can, I can go and do it because they're basically asking for it. So I think what you're saying, um, I think there are a lot of Christian guys who would say to the girls around them who maybe are dressing in a way that's immodest, please help us. We're not saying that it's your fault. We're not saying, because some girls do it and they don't even know that they're doing it. Like to them, they're just going with what's the most fashionable, what's the most comfortable. Like they're not trying to stumble anybody, but yeah, it's just one of those things where there are a lot of guys who are kind of crying for help in this and saying like, it would really bless me if the women in my life would be mindful of my struggle in this kind of like the same thing you were saying, Lindsay, about the other side of the coin for for men to be mindful of the struggle that women have. Well, I, I don't want, I just have one more. I just wanted to yeah, kind of for say one more thing, like in the sense of like understanding our role as men in this too, like, and I'm saying this not only to the, the men in this room, but like also to anyone that hears this, like understand your role and, and realize that if you do like struggle with objectification and lust and you go on Instagram or you go on Facebook or you go on Snapchat and you realize that those those vessels are not helping you. You need to t take it the next step and actually remove those from your life because that is only going to contribute furthermore to the objectification and lust in, in your life. And I only bring that up because I feel like that is, within our generation, the primary vessel that, that, that can lead to real-life yeah. scenarios where objectification and lust can happen. Right. So just I think that's where we can step into that uh, also communicating with our sisters along the way, but that's one avenue I know that um, not only I have taken, but also I know people in my life have taken to really remove that um, scenario from popping up in their life. It's great, Mike. It's really good. Sorry, Scott. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to formulate. I think it is. It is a pretty tough question. I'll give you that, but um, I think it's just just asking the ladies to call us out 
Mm. Whenever, uh, yeah, because there's a lot of times wherein it could be that we there's case by case, like guys just have this individual like brokenness that they don't see and they have blind spots, but there's also like stuff that like guys just don't see in general because they're they don't have the girl's perspective. And so just having and just asking that they have willing to have the awkward conversation to say, hey, I'm feeling comfortable in this situation Um, because there could be stuff that guys don't see. It could be, again, case by case basis. I don't that makes sense at all. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a great point. Yeah, just and I'm sure like for the guys and the girls, like just communication, like Michael was saying, is like communication about and not not being afraid to step on toes uh, in love. Yeah. And knowing that it's for the benefit of the relationship and the benefit of each, the, each person's sexuality and yeah. the temptations that could happen from that. So, Okay. So on that, um, I'll just bring up an example that I think will kind of help what you're saying land. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times there's guys who struggle with not even really realizing what they're doing. And that's not saying they're not to blame for what they're doing, but sometimes guys can just be very flirtatious and not really even understand the impact is happening. Like I remember there was a guy in the youth group. If any of you youth group kids are listening, this could be any of you because there was many of you over many years. So don't try to figure it out. But there, there was a, a guy at one point who um, was super flirty with the girls. And I remember he would just be all over them and very handsy and very touchy and just off in the corner with them all the time. And it was oftentimes like a lot of times with girls that had boyfriends and, you know, he just, he knew they had boyfriends, but in his mind, he's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just very friendly. Um, but I think like what you're saying, Scott, is how great would it be if girls who are seeing that would like speak up in that guy's life and like not put up with this crap basically and say, Hey, listen, like she has a girlfriend. What are you doing? Like cut that out. Like, and, and, and you know, someone might get defensive, but I think that again, as if, if we're not Christians, then a lot of this doesn't work. But as Christians, you know, and people listen to this podcast, you know, if, if you're a Christian, we should be calling each other to follow Jesus and imitate Jesus. And the call of Jesus is that we honor one another and love one another and respect one another as made in the image of God. So that means, you know, if there's a guy or girl in your life and they're dating somebody and they're trying to be faithful to their boyfriend or girlfriend and even remain sexually pure in that relationship to add fuel onto that fire and to, to flirt and to not think about the implications of what it could mean for that person and what it's doing in their heart. Um, it's a, it's a dangerous path. And so I think, yeah, I think that's a great one, Scott, to ask the girls like in our groups of friends when they see that to be willing to like make that bold move and call it out is, is huge. Is that what you were kind of getting at? That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Calling guys out on their crap. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that's perfect. Have you girls have any, have you had any bad experiences calling guys out on things? Yeah. Yeah. I have, I've always had mainly guy friends Mm -hmm. and I am a very blunt person (laughs) and no way. (laughs) (laughs) So like eventually they like understood why I was doing it. But like right off the bat, they were like, like, why, why are you saying that? Like, I'm not doing that. Like being getting super defensive. And I'm like, you don't realize it, but like, Imagine if, like, like you saw my like boyfriend doing that. If in a case, mm. and they were like, "Oh, that would not happen." There you go. And I'm like, bam, it's the same thing. <laughs> and so it just like it's just like you you call them out, and then they don't get it for a second. You have to like let them let it process. Yeah. 
Thanks for listening to episode five of this podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we contrast the culture of heaven and the culture of the world as it pertains to sexual objectification. And we dive into the reality that following Jesus is not just a mere belief system, but actually an entirely new way to be human. We hope that this class has been helpful to you, and we'd like to produce many more. If you want to support the work and help us make more great pod classes, check out goodlion.io slash support. Also, if this episode has stirred up any questions in you, we'd love to do a Q&A episode responding to your questions in this series. So if you can send a question to our Instagram account, goodlion.io, or send an email to goodlionnetwork at gmail.com, we'd love to respond to your questions. The Good Lion Pod Class is a production of CGN, or Calvary Global Network, and has said creative. We are a nonprofit podcasting ministry run by a team of volunteers that seeks to bring quality, Jesus-focused content to the body of Christ. For more awesome podcast content, as well as articles, educational resources, and more, check out our website, goodlion.io. Thanks, guys, and remember, never stop learning.